Hello, church family. We've reached the end of our study in Nehemiah chapter 3. You recall this is a list of just names, and it's not really a genealogy because this doesn't show you who gave birth to what. So it's not really a genealogy. It's more like a, like a list of credits, people who contributed to fixing the, the, the wall. And um, as we uh, uh, gather now, it's just really throughout the weeks, just try to draw application for us in terms of returning back to the church. Uh, we are possibly weeks, week or two away, uh, depending on uh, how everything goes. But I want to prepare us, prepare our hearts and our minds before we return. Um, and we talked about how the first throughout the week is that all jobs are for all of us. There shouldn't be anything that we're going to say no to. Um, although there might be some things that uh, is going to be difficult, uh, we need to trust the Lord and ask uh, God for grace to be able to do whatever tasks is needed so that we can keep this facility clean, so we make sure that everyone you know is healthy and that we don't do anything that would harm one another. Then we talked about how there's no task too small. Um, this is uh, the example I, I, that we drew from scripture here was uh, the guy that made that rebuilt the dung gate. You know, he, he didn't care about his hygiene or his own well-being. He cared about the others and he's willing to serve and give up um, comfort so that the wall can be fixed. Then we talked about yesterday how we need to be united in our mission and united in our purpose. How um, the Jews, because they were so um, faithful in, in, in building this wall together that they were able to finish it in in chapter 6, verse 15, in 52 days. It was something that normally will take years to do, but they did it so, they were so in unison with what was going on uh, that they were able to finish it in, in, in record time. And Nehemiah couldn't do it alone, and um, he could never do it in 52 days, and it, had, it required all the people on this list to work together so they were able to finish it so quickly. And uh, our last lesson for this week is going to be uh, if you want to be, if you want to return well, if SFBC, if SF Bible want to be able to return well to the church soon, that we also be, need to be motivated by the fact that God sees your faithfulness. God rewards you for your faithfulness. Our last thought for today is that the Lord rewards us for our faithfulness. All of us are going to be remembered uh, for uh, not not maybe not even for one or another. Like in, I'm sure, like a generation from now, when our kids are older we they might not even think about this COVID thing it's just so uh, second nature to them um and we might forget who was there who was here when we had to rebuild everything or fix everything but god doesn't forget in fact all the names are here in nehemiah 3 are designed to commit it's, it's to show that these people are committed to fixing the wall this chapter although is in the again in the, in the beginning of the book it's, it's, it serves as a kind of that opening credits it allows people to know uh, who contributed to the wall uh, their labor, a lot of them labored in seeming obscurity. I mean, I'm sure most of you, re if you ever do your Bible study through the or Bible reading through the year, you get to this part, you probably don't even care or think much about the people here. Uh, but God remembers them. God knows them. And God knows us as well. Um, in fact, if, if God was to make, uh, if God had a list of faithful saints who were faithful in the coming back and fixing everything, would our names be on the list and how would it, and what would it say? Would it, like, would it say this person did that or this person did this? Um, your name is already in the, in the in God's book of life um, and your works will be remembered by our Lord as well. Um, and God knows. God knows how and what you did for him um, and it's recorded in his heart. The Lord knows everything. And First Peter tells us that all the gifts, whether speaking or actions, whatever we do, we should use these gifts for the Lord. So um, even from now until we return, you guys are still serving in different ways. Um, having another task in terms of returning is going to be 
it should be a joy. You should see it as a, as a privilege to be able to serve the Lord in this way. Uh, be willing to serve in every area, knowing that God is watching and is pleased with your actions. Uh, Colossians, in Ephesians 6, when it talks about slaves and masters, one of the instructions that Paul gives to the slaves is that they just do it to the Lord, that the Lord is their master. And I want you guys to think that way too. The return team is not is not our leader and the elders are not like leader in the sense of like we control you ultimately we're just under shepherds of the chief shepherd um we're we're doing where we give instructions and in hope that uh, that you do it not for us not to, to please us not so that we can you know give you some sort of a social credit or whatever but that we we want you to do things for the lord even if we aren't watching um that's this is it's kind of an integrity if we tie our work and our work and our our ministry to him, we do it even if they're even if it's a very thankless ministry. I mean, looking back at a time when we were able to meet, um, remember there were there were a lot of times where we would leave like garbage all over the place. And I'm sure there's I mean I know we have a janitor, but I'm sure there were some of you that that uh, that were willing to clean up after someone with a with a joyful heart. You don't you didn't see it and you didn't see a mess in the church and think to yourself, oh wow, these people are the worst. You just see, okay, here's just a ministry opportunity for me to die to self and serve. And I want to encourage you all to have that type of attitude because that's how, because uh, um, the Lord sees. The Lord sees us. He knows um, um, what we do in secret. Um, and God's glory must be the motivation for us to, when it comes to serving one another. All of us have a part in this. And God knows you. Uh, I mean, God knows you before the foundations of the world. He's the one who who timed when you come into the world. He's the one who gave you the certain gifts to be able to serve. He, he even provides the circumstance in which you can use your gifts. God knows you, and I am sure that uh, God is using, is going to use us with our specific skill sets to build his church. Um, when we return, there's going to be new types of ministries or variations of old ministries, and it'll take time for us to be able to do things normally. But again, if you do it, for the glory of God, if God is your audience, you'll do it with joy no matter how difficult it is. Again, people that are often burnt out in ministry, they're burnt out because there's this unmet expectation. Uh, some And some of these expectations are selfish reasons. Like, I do all this and no one praises me. I do all this and no one respects me. I do all this and no and, you know, they just keep listing all things that they don't get for being able to serve. But we have to see just being able to serve the Lord whether we, whether people, whether our peers or, or visitors or whoever, whether they see it or not, it doesn't matter. We need to do it because God sees our faithfulness. God is faithful to us and constantly providing for needs even behind the scenes. And that's how God is with us, right? Um, I'm reading this book called The, the Mystery of Providence. And in it, it speaks about how um, you know the fact that you have a job is, is part of God's providential grace in your life. He he opened a position for you. He, he gave you the, um, the the ability and desire to apply. He gave you the job. You know, the, the, the stuff like that is, is just these little small providential ways in which the Lord cares for us. And the same thing with ministry now. God will provide the opportunity. God will put in the right people with the right skill sets to be able to do all things to build the church. And we need to see it as a privilege. Don't be, don't, don't look at ministry now as something that's like, oh man, now I have to have to do things. No, you should have always done things because you're part of, you're part of the body of Christ. All of us have an important role. So what is your role? What is your role when you return? Um, again, we're going to have, uh, return teams probably going to give us some tasks for us to do and it's just going to be some, an add-on to things that we've already been doing. 
Um, and I trust that if you do these things, um, the Lord will reward you for your faithfulness. Be willing to serve, knowing that God will, is watching and he's going to reward you for all those things that you've done. All the thankless tasks, all the tiredness, all of that, God will reward you one day. We see this in 2 Corinthians 5, where um, Paul instructs believers to, to do things, that the, things will be tested by fire, and if these things are, have eternal significance, then, then you'll be rewarded for it. And I trust that if you continue to have that mindset of, of, of serving the Lord, uh, you will be blessed by the Lord with eternal rewards. I look forward to meeting with you guys soon. Um, hopefully, you can keep praying for the church, keep praying for the city, and we just keep praying that hopefully we are able to return and be able to see each other on a regular basis. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.